Hi, I'm Graham Lasso, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat with Chris, Craig, and Brady. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat pod. The headline today, Chelsea have been absolutely smashed at Anfield 4-1 by Liverpool. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Craig and a good friend Brady. Guys, it's the morning after the night before. How are we feeling? Yeah, I mean, obviously a terrible performance, but not too, uh, not too downbeat. I think uh, away to top of the league. We uh, we didn't perform as as we could, and I thought Liverpool were absolutely on fire. So yeah, it's uh, one of those you just got to move on from. I mean, I'm upbeat about our new signing Argyle. He was on the team sheet. Uh, we he, we bought him in January, so hopefully he can score some goal for us. But uh, <laughs> all jokes aside, I'm not anywhere near as upbeat as Craig. I mean, it was pretty much warfare. There was caps in the ERCR WhatsApp group last night. I'm not, I'm not, but they broke my heart a bit last night. I think Chris had it for Man United away. We think, right, we're going to big game. I just really, really dislike in most big games, we do not turn up and uh, especially away from home. And I don't enjoy these. Only away from home, I think. Not, I think yeah, they've uh, turned uh, up in every big game at I home. Think, well, they've collapsed just, a few times. I just they? really. It's, <laughs> I just really didn't enjoy last night at all. I know one, no one did. But, and it actually, honestly, I know this, it actually really surprised me. When I said 1-1 in the uh, prediction, I meant it. So, yeah, anyway. Guide, guide. Well, yeah. Uh, just so you know, our goal's in cinemas now, if you wanted to go yeah, watch that, it. That, <laughs> it's got about 43% on Rotten Tomatoes, so about Chelsea <laughs> level. So that's, that's good. It good. could be a better watch than Chelsea. I'm not sure. It might, it might be even worse. <laughs> Um, right, let's let's have a look at this this nightmare uh, that I'm packed in front of our eyes. Really, um, it didn't take too long for Liverpool to uh, assert themselves on the game. Uh, they ran out four-one winners. They were two 0 up at half time. It could have been three had Nunez not hit the post with his penalty. Uh, XG was it was two point nine for Liverpool and a measly zero point six for Chelsea, who actually. Uh, only managed three shots on target out of their four shots they had in the game. Liverpool had 27 shots, 13 on target. Um, actually, I've got a good stat for you, a question for you already. Good. And that's um, Chelsea against Liverpool uh, had the second fewest amount of shots. It's actually joint second with Leicester in the EFL Cup. Um, but there's there's a team that's had fewer shots against Liverpool um, this season. This season, in all comps, this is actually Chelsea actually have had the fewest shots against Liverpool in the entire league, in all the league games that they've oh, played. We're talking about uh, and away. Uh... It's a Premier League team, actually. This was in the EFL Cup quarterfinals away. Well, sorry, at home for them. Game in the quarterfinals, I can't remember. Oh, West Ham. West Ham, yeah. West Ham, when they turned up and Moyes got absolutely battered in the press conference afterwards. Um, but yeah, really, really bad. Um, so obviously, uh, wasn't much change from the Aston Villa lineup, no. I think. Um, 
there was well, the, main, the main change was Chilwell in, right? Yeah, so Chilwell yeah. starts on the left. What what did you think of the sort of approach to the game, the setup? Well, I think everyone was pretty like happy with the team overall when it came out. I think uh, a lot of people wanted Chilwell to start, were desperate for him to start. He did. He was really really poor in the game, um, and yeah, a lot of people liked Gallagher and uh, and wanted him to play, and uh, he was absolutely horrendous as well in in the game and just you know crumbled under their pressure in possession as you might imagine i mean liverpool let's be honest they were well on it in in the in their pressing department they were they were came out of the blocks 100 miles an hour as you might expect it's very unfortunate timing playing them just after that Klopp announcement obviously the crowd were well up for it a couple of my liverpool friends said it was their their best performance of the season so you know i think you just came up against a buzzsaw at anfield and the players were absolutely not ready for that in any way shape or form and and you could see that with the the way they were in possession i know brady you want to talk a bit about the first half as well well i'm going to talk about the first half i didn't cut out there because it was nothing because it was just literally nothing i mean to have was it i don't all right liverpool were on it yeah but you know what to expect you know even more so they're going to come out firing. It's the Alamo. But you've got to be ready. What is Potts telling these guys? They look like they were just walking into like a an FA Cup third round game. I mean, to have 0.2, 0.02 XG. I know we had a penalty shout with Gallagher and obviously you get high XG for that. But uh, a P roller from Fernandez. Well, without the foul as well, obviously, he would have had a probably a, a 0.6, 0.7 XG shot. That's what I'm saying. I think, if, I think if I saw Fernandez lining up a shot from I mean, like I'm sorry. Yards, I mean, I'd probably be running towards the Chelsea goal waiting for the counter. I mean, I'm not talking about the players yet, but Fernandez's shot is basically like when they get a kid on to shoot at half-time, like a charity shot. I mean, it's, 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 that, it takes about three years to get to Alisson. You know, we had the whole game, we have seven tackles to their 18. You've got to compete. You've got to fight at Anfield. And they don't fight this team. They, they don't fight. They didn't fight at Newcastle. They didn't fight at United. First, they're not good enough away from home. They've got a comfort blanket at home now. Good home form. Playing well at home. Away, that's six defeats and seven. Not good enough. Everton away. Middlesbrough away. This away. Man United away. Newcastle away. Not good enough. I'm sorry. There's a big sample size now of these players basically bottling it and not, not coming up to it. And so you can't you can look at the manager and the tactical things, but and we've got injuries and whatnot. But that team did not show enough. There's ways to lose, and that wasn't it. That's what makes me angry. Like there's ways to lose a game, and that's it. That could have been seven eight last night, definitely. We got probably yeah. got away before. Well, Nunez, we we, hit the, Nunez hit the woodwork yeah, a few times. Well, I, was, didn't I was thinking that when he when he lined up the penalty to make it three 0 I went, this is going to get ugly. Like six seven eight, and we were probably lucky to get out of there with four one. Don't like to rant on the pod, but very disappointed with the run of a, just just that. I know you're going to get this with a young group, and maybe that's, but that you get somewhere, and it's just like it's literally two steps forward, two steps back. It's hard to make progress. We're treading water, so it's just difficult to take. I, I thought it was. I thought the first half was. I think it was the worst half of the season. I thought it was diabolical. I thought it was so bad. Well, it took Chelsea forty. Well, the the Enzo Fernando shot was actually in the last minute of added on time in the first half. So almost when the whole half what do you think? Shot. What do you boys think about the mentality? Like, what do you, what, for me, I think tactically we've looked good at times. We look like we've got systems. Mentality-wise, though, what do you think? I mean, they're just not... They're, you've got... Uh, Frank Lampard says it in a way. I don't want a freshman fan because he's not a good coach. 
but you've got to earn the right to play sometimes at grounds. I just don't, it, that, I don't, they were scared to have the ball, a lot of them. Yeah, Players were good. Posh obviously talks about that in, after the game as well. I think there's a stat that um, Chelsea won seven tackles in the entire game and Liverpool yeah. won 19. I think, you know, the, the, the jewels were there to, to anyone that wants to watch and doesn't just want to scapegoat the manager to, to see the players compete for the ball. Um, you know, it's, it's plain and, and clear for everyone to see. You know, the, the, the passing wasn't good enough. The competitiveness wasn't good enough. Second best in jewels. And I think what you talk about in terms of, um, you know, overall this season mentality, I think it's been hit and miss, which is sort of what you might expect with a, a group of players that we have is that, you know, some games they look well on it and full of confidence, especially at home. And some games like this away game, they just absolutely melt away. Um, and you know that I guess is to be expected. Yeah, and then obviously you know you look towards the second half, and I think it got better with the subs. I think you know Chukwemenko and Kunku Madrid made, made a good difference. Um, obviously, um, there were there were some chances then. Um, you know, one went in, um, which gave us some hope, and Kunku seemed to be quite a you know. Uh, pinnacle sort of figure for us in in that nine. Um, there were problems, I think. I mean, I spoke about the problems in the you know with the setup with Palmer and the false nine against Villa, and it all came to light. Yeah, yeah. he's way, way too deep in this game. Yeah, was, he doesn't, he doesn't really know where to go. Broya to start this game wasn't I? Obviously, in the WhatsApp group before the game, I really thought Broya should start this game. I thought they could give he could give the the high line of Liverpool some problems and just give them a focal point. And yeah, obviously the the strategy to sort of let Palmer float around and play triangles on the wings with these guys and try and get Sterling and Madaway came behind didn't really work. There was a couple of instances where Sterling there was a one miss hit pass, and then there was a couple of opportunities where we could have got in on the flanks but didn't quite execute it properly. Um, so you could see the strategy was there, but just very, very poorly executed in the game. And just, we didn't have the ball enough as well. You know, the Petrovic, I think with our build-up in general, wasn't very good. Um, and Enzo and Caicedo particularly were, were poor in the first half and in possession. Um, so there was lots of, I mean, look, when you have one shot goal in the first half, you, you've had a you've had a mare. So there was lots going wrong in that game. You know, if we think back to the home fixture and it was a game that people were leaving the game from thinking it was positive. Um, one team seems to have gone in a really good direction. And, you know, now we see the fixture again. One team's just gone in the complete wrong direction. And, and one's an organised team. Even they've brought on some, you know, really young Northern Irish 20-year-olds at right back. He just seems to slot right in, knows what he's doing. He's fantastic. It's almost we, like that project's been going nine years. Well, it's all about, you know, individuals on the pitch, I think, at that point where he's got the confidence, isn't he, in that he's been given yeah, the confidence. Yeah, they have a system that's ready. They've, they've got recruit. They know exactly what players they want. Our, our signings, that's who nine I think, years are, I think our signings who are better, you know, like for like, I'd, I'd say that we've got probably better players man for man. Well, you would think that they seem to have really gotten, I think, gotten Wait, worse. What was, what was that? We've got better players man for man than Liverpool, you think? I think in midfield, yeah, I'd say that I would be more happy with our midfield at the beginning of the season. Yeah, you, and you I don't think that's really played out into reality, which is a shame. Sure, but the rest of the team is important as well. I, d- I think they've got the best goalkeeper in the world, the best centre-back in the world, one of the best left-backs in the world. You know, I think you, when you look at the team, you're not just talking about central midfield. I think if you could swap Liverpool's, any of Liverpool's attackers for any one of ours, you'd swap all of them for any one of ours. So, 
yeah, I think the you know. I think up front, yeah, obviously players. they didn't have yeah. Liverpool um, have a much much better squad and players than us. Don't think there's any doubt about that in any way. I don't think I would expect Bradley. You know, we had some good matchups. I thought with Madueke against Gomez and Sterling against Bradley, and they just failed miserably. Um, I just think, and the midfield we had Gallagher, Fernandez, Caicedo against Sabozlai, McAllister, Jones. You would hope that would be, you know, something that we can compare with. Yeah, for sure. And we I think we just lost the game. I think in midfield, it was just completely vacant for us for some reason. I think tactically, we put too many people up the pitch. Like, yeah, we seem to be like pressing them, but I don't know. Well, we I think we set up exactly right. how we set up against Middlesbrough. Basically, we can talk a little bit about that tactically, I guess, now as well before we do temperatures where. Um, the setup was very similar to what we we used in possession against Middlesbrough at home, um, where we expected Enzo to push up high, and there's a massive gap between yeah, you know, Caicedo and the rest of the players, and he's sort of expected to mop up everything when when we lose possession, which is another probably issue with the setup, but also the setup in that Liverpool blocked all the passes into into central midfield and did a much better job sort of navigating around the the long range more vertical passing than what Middlesbrough did um and yeah I mean that was just tactically obviously a, a terrible half and that, you know that happens sure I think for me it's happening too often yeah I agree I mean this is not this is not a one-off now I mean it's no. you know we've got we've got pump for one by you I mean let's, let's be honest like Newcastle have massively regressed also since they beat us Newcastle I think that was one of the last league wins they got for a while I think they beat us and then they went about six or seven not bit I just it's becoming a pattern where, look, it's, we talk about it on all the podcasts, throughout Cobham, on Athletic, on all the other podcasts. It, it, they've done revolution, not evolution. It's going to be painful. But yeah. I don't think it has to be... They've basically, just talking about a macro point, they've kind of burned the house down where or it started again. Or they've, they've kind of... They're going to completely knock down the house and restart again. That's fine. But... It doesn't have is to it be fine. It doesn't sound like for a lot of fans that it that it actually is fine. Oh no, anyway. it's fine. It's fine. Where well, it's not fine. But I don't think it is fine personally. Well, I, I, exactly. I, yeah. I, so you can't I just do, say it's I, fine. I, you, you don't I, think it is I, fine. I do think there have been critical errors made, but you know you can't cha- you can't turn back time and neither can they. And maybe they wouldn't uh, if they were you know being truthful. Maybe they would make different. That's like any business, right? But me and Chris were talking about the, the about the pop of, before the pod actually. It feels a bit more like a business a bit than a foot than a functional football club at the moment. And obviously, with their kind of um, baseball affiliation, have been very successful. You just hope that the, this pain's going to be worth it, because at the moment, it doesn't massively feel like it, we're going to massively improve. Really, to be honest, I mean, we, we are improving a bit, but it's very one step forward, one step back, and look, we're probably on for about fifty-five, sixty points this year. That's a twelve-point. That's a twelve-point improvement. So next year, you play probably. We'll get 70 points. That's where we were before. So, and people used to complain about getting 70 points. So it's going to be a long road. Like, unless we really, really improve and these players really improve in the next year or so, we're talking five or 10 years for Chelsea to be back at the top, not two or three. So, yeah, I think that was very clear from, from what we did straight away that it would take time to, to come that's back. Very, that's very difficult. Like, I think that's very difficult for fans to take. I think that's. But, but yeah. I think that the fans, uh, I mean, bar the you Champions have, League you, win, have have, you have to have sympathy for fans who are going up to, you know, to Liverpool on Wednesday night, probably got work in the morning and whatnot, pay, paying good money. I mean, they choose to pay the money. 8.15 kickoff as well, by the way. Yeah, and, and, and seeing that, that's not acceptable. I'm sorry. I mean, we you can talk about old Chelsea, new Chelsea, the hybrid. 
That's not good enough. 0.02xG. That's that's like how Sheffield United would perform. That's sure. nowhere near I, good enough. I just want to quickly run through uh, uh, this here for you guys. Um, so this is the five pre- previous Premier League seasons. So obviously this is before Bowley. Um, yeah. Chelsea were 26 points behind Liverpool in but, 2018. Craig, listen. Let, just, just let me finish. They yeah. were 33 points behind Liverpool in 2019. Um, they finished 20 points behind Man City the season after that. That was with Tuchel. And then they finished 19 points behind them, 21-22. And then obviously last season, we finished um, 46 points behind yeah, Manchester City. a big regression. <laughs> sure. But... Sorry, sure, but they're sure, all, sorry. all yeah. of them, all of them are miles off. No, but Craig, the, and the season before that, points, I was only going back five years. Season before that, we were thirty points. points top is, as well. Twenty points is not forty-five. What, what you look at, but what you're looking at is a, an ownership group that isn't trying to creep into the top four. You're, you're looking at an ownership group thinking, "Look, we cannot improve the squad the way it's structured yeah. right now." <laughs> yeah, you can't improve the squad in, in the way it's structured right now by just making small additions, small reductions over even 10 years to compete at the top of the Premier I mean, League. I, I, I disagree with that. I was thinking today, what, like, let's say, for instance, we just didn't buy Enzo and you just keep Jorginho for another year or so and you put Carcedo next to him. Like, why couldn't you're, we... You're not why, looking at the wages as well. Like, we, we've, we've why managed... couldn't we just build in... Why couldn't you have some... Sound that, uh, silver. You've got silver at the back. He hasn't been iced or anything like that. You could have Jorginho. You could He's have. He's gone at the end of this year. Silver. Sure, but the, the, yeah, but at least he had a two-year bridging period, and he was there. Like they've just gone right, rip it up, start again. And if, and let's be honest, it's it's not working. And maybe I, it will. I don't think you can say it's not working at the moment. I think well, we're. I, I think I think Craig, what you're, and I think the point you may be missing, in my opinion, is you're you're you know you're you're looking going. It will definitely be good in the future. And yeah. everyone thinks that of all the clubs, I'm sure, you know, they'll be thinking that down Newcastle and Brighton I, I, and all this stuff. I don't think that. But, just... but you, you have to also, when you, when you set up a project, you have to have milestones where yeah, you look at it and you go, yeah, you're on target. Yeah, you've got, you've got to keep the workforce interested. Yeah, because if you, if you just accept that things are, you know, are going off track and go, oh, it's fine, it will correct itself, and you're not taking corrective action, it it really won't. And... But yeah, I think I mean, there's a, there's you, a, there's a case here like, where it, it looks like it actually might not be upturning. But, you know, there's always a chance. And, you know, you know next yeah, well, everyone obviously, game. all the people that moan about it, obviously always precursor it by, oh, it might get good in the future. And, you know, that's fine. But when you're here in this moment, you're not understanding it. And that's the that's the key well, point. You have to look it? at reality, and that's. I think you know, the reality is, is though that, that this season we have we should have had much better results than what we've had, in my opinion. Watching the games, I agree. And, that you know, I'm not talking good. about last night, and obviously we were expected to lose last night. And the problem is, is having a game like that, and then having to break down recruitment and the project and all this after every loss. It's it's painful to listen to, to be honest. Like I I think you look at. Chelsea now and you look at yesterday's game and as I said in the group before and it's tough to take for some people it's a tough pill to swallow but it's reality that was a shot to nothing last night we were away at Liverpool top of the league when Klopp's just announced he's going to leave the club at the end of the season and they're gunning for the title to go five points clear of Man City they're way well up for that game last night and we're, we're in ninth place and that's the reality of life 
And it, it's a tough, tough pill for some Chelsea fans to swallow and they can't accept I, it. I, I don't think so. And that's I where you get like reactions it. like we did. Yeah, I, I don't agree. I think you can definitely... For me, one of the big issues I see when we turn up to a lot of these games is we don't have a good defensive structure. Um, we concede loads of chances in games way too easily. Um, you know, fine, we have a lot of possession because we've got good players and that can sustain us not conceding chances. But a bit like when you watch the Villa game, yeah, in this, you know, we've got loads of the ball and then as soon as Villa get it, you know, they look dangerous. They, they're getting shots off at the other end. And that, that, that isn't I, true. Villa it is. They had a better a XG than us in that game. You know? game. And, and you watch Liverpool. They had 0.1 XG at half time or something, the Villa. They weren't, in, they weren't looking good at yeah, the all. The game's 90 Villa. minutes. And I think sure. when you. <laughs> Obviously, look, you can look at Middlesbrough. Those games are kind of irrelevant. And when we look at the tough games we played, a bit like Everton, it's just too easy to play against us to, to get a chance. It's and a... they created such a great chance in that game, Everton, that we could never do because they have a great defensive structure. We talk about teams having low blocks against us. We don't have a good low block. Where's our low block? Why are we not? Mm. Why are teams not saying, oh, it's so hard to score against Chelsea? So that's not the intention of all the style that Chelsea want to play in. But you have to be able to adapt to different situations. Like you just said, we're ninth. Sorry, if, I, if going I was to top of the league, Chelsea turn up and play a low that? block versus Everton, I'd be absolutely fuming. I'm not saying, I'm saying is you have to adapt to different situations. Sometimes you have to be on the front foot and sometimes you, you're on the back foot. And when we're on the back foot, we're not very good. We saw that against Luton. We got absolutely bad. We saw that against Fulham. We've seen that against Man United. We've seen just, that against uh, Everton. It's, it's I know Liverpool had 28 shots yesterday, but they only had two XG from open play, yeah? and that was with the Diaz tapping at the end. Like you, you, you it, watch the game, it, you yeah, but can't Craig, think it was I did, I did I mean, watch it, the game, yeah. It wasn't, but it was like an anime. But like, just like Darwin oh, Nunes shooting from 25 yards continuously. Like, yeah, of the nine, of fine. the nine, just a just a little quiz of the nine teams above us that we've played this season. We played that we played those teams in t- over 10 games. How many? So, how many points do you think we got? So the nine teams above us, but over ten games, we must have about seven points. Nine points, and remember, seven, three of them was against nine-man Spurs. So it's just that's not really a, that's not good enough. I, and I know we should have beat Arsenal, probably. You know, we could have beat. I think Liverpool. that's part. I think that's part of it, though. Yeah, you know, you know, City, we could have won that game. But it's tough to build anything if you're playing. The top half, and you're getting less than a point a game. It's just tough to it's tough to build. And obviously, we have we also have problems. We seem to have adjusted. It's gone one way where we couldn't be, break down a low block at all, and then we were playing well in the big games. And it seems to have sort of reversed. We beat we well, you know we beat Luton, we beat Sheffield United, we beat all these teams. But now we play big. I mean, that narrative for the start of the season that we play well against big teams. I think that narrative's gone now. I mean, they got. Sh- they got to show something against Arsenal. They have got to show something against Man-, Man City, because we can't say anymore. Oh, we turn up in the big games like Poch said before. I mean, that's just not that's not happening. So the narrative switched. We're actually knocking over the smaller teams pretty easily, but when it comes to a big test now, it's not happening, especially away from home. So this team have got to prove like they, they they've got to prove something. And like I agree with Chris, you need milestone. Like, we made the final. That's good. But you know. Imagine last that, night. Does that count as a milestone or not? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course it does. But imagine if we didn't have the milestone. Imagine if we didn't have the final. Like Sorry, that performance. That, that's part of, imagine we beaten uh, Liverpool away just now. No, but what I'm saying is the league <laughs> form for me. For me, the league is the focus. Okay, like yeah. Carabao Cup's great, but for the league form. You know, we're on for 58 points this year. 
I just, I, I just think this team could achieve a bit better, even in the state that we're in. I'll be honest. Definitely, I, I think the results should have been better for sure. I think the manager's responsible for that. So let's go into the the temperatures because there's lots of players to look at. Um, so let's have a talk about that. Time to see whose form's on top, who's heating up, whose temperatures dropped, who's been playing well and who's not. It's freezing, warming up, boiling hot. I think I've got Craig first today. Well, wait, there's no one point going first. Just a round table of freezers in it. Just one each. Just keep going. Well, <laughs> keep going. Keep going until you name the start. Yeah, keep going until you get to 11, isn't it? <laughs> uh, right, Craig, who have you got? I want to talk a, a little bit about this player. Um, just because I know there's been a, a, a lot of talk around him, I guess. Um, but it's going to be Conor Gallagher. He. Uh, our alleged player of the season. Um, in possession yesterday, obviously all the midfielders struggled, but mm. I think you really saw with him not no ability to play a pass in any situation of any um, creative nature. And when you've got a midfielder like that playing in such a high position, and the reason he's so high is because him and Palmer, they wanted to use that structure to press Liverpool which historically as well, I think we talked about it on the last pod, the, uh, you know, it is, a, it is a good duo in terms of pressing. But you end up with him so high up the pitch and I think you saw him, one situation obviously where he did get fouled for a penalty which bizarrely wasn't given, which actually hasn't been mentioned either of the penalty shouts on this pod yet, which I find quite strange. But the, um, the, the one time he was fouled and the other time he just miscontrolled the ball and completely lost it on the edge of the area, which was the easy chance to get a shot off. Um, yeah. and that was the two real big attacking opportunities that we had in the in the first half and Liverpool let's be honest you're not going to create like 10 clear cut chances against them you're playing at Anfield they're top of the league you're going to need to take your opportunities when you get them when you control the ball 8 yards out from the box and no one's around you the minimum you need to do is get a shot off when you control the ball on the edge of the area you've got a man over on the left side in Sterling you either have to find him or find a shot that hits the target you can't waste these opportunities and that's not even talking about him in possession in the center of the pitch which on numerous occasions he gets caught on the ball i i, I just feel like this player has become a bit of a an english fans player which annoys me so much because we we sort of had this sort of polarizing debate about Mason Mount before as well which annoyed me as well Mason Mount was a, a good player he's a better player than Conor Gallagher and we we still sold him because he's not good enough Conor Gallagher is an ideal candidate right now he's at the peak time to sell Conor Gallagher he, this, he will never have more value than he has right now um, he, he's not good enough to, to play in a, in a top team and in this structure at least he might be good annoyingly in the way that Spurs play right now or some, you know some other structure but right now with the way if you want to be a possession based team patient possession based team which is what we want to be a lot and I know not recently but I think that's what we want to be in our future he he's not good enough to play yeah I mean I I, I said this at the beginning of the season I think he's a the fact he was playing well was a problem um, for us because I don't think it was expected I think everyone thought he was going to be sold I do think I would you know I would keep him as a, a squad player that's always what I thought he would be um, 
I would never have played him in a position that Pochettino plays him in. I really don't know why he's profiled him as as like an attacking midfielder. It's because of his press. That's yeah, but he he he's good at pressing from deep positions. Like that's that's a skill. That's what Kante was amazing at as well. Um, well you know, because be because he's everywhere, and if you just put him up front. And I think we saw this with en- for me for, with Enzo. He he doesn't have the same energy levels, so I just think it was a complete misprofiling. I don't think he had a good game. I do, you know, I wouldn't. You know, it depends how much you get from obviously, but I agree with you in terms of his footballing me, me, ability. Isn't like speaking top. at ten. Speaking at ten p.m. Dim, uh, deadline day, he's not going anywhere. So he's not going anywhere in the summer. No, I think he's. A, look, he's I mean, in, you can't sell him now, obviously, but in the summer, I think obviously it's going to be a. A question mark. Obviously, it depends who comes in, but well, we we can't we can't get any more DMs. That would be completely idiotic. We can't buy another central midfielder. I mean, this this ownership might. To be honest, um, they might they actually might buy another DM, even though we've got about twenty. But I think with Gallagher, it's an absolute he, slander of his ownership. Well, it's true. It's true, Craig. I'm sorry. It's true. It's true. It's true. With Gallagher, I agree with Chris. He's not. He's not the next. You know. Um, what can I say? Good player. He's not, he's not the next. He's not the next David Beckham. He's not a massive. He's not a very creative player. He's not. He's he's good at what he's good at. He works hard and he runs his. He he runs he runs himself into the ground. And you need that in some games. And yeah, he shouldn't be playing false nine. He shouldn't be playing advanced as he is. He he seems to have completely lost his mojo in front of goal. Completely agree with all that. Yeah, but he's done a very good job for us. A lot of games this season really helped the team. And he just for me deserves a new contract. Like. To give him 140k, 150k a week on a five-year contract and keep him around as a squad is not a big deal. If he's been made of this huge saga, yeah, I th- I th- well, I think for this, this, and also just let me finish. He ke- he stays fit. This player, Liam Tooney said that on the on the Athletic. He's one of the only players who stays fit and can play three games a week. Do you know how valuable that's going to be? So valuable for Europe, where, uh, things like that. You can't play with a broken down squad when playing three games a week. Hopefully next year, if we get in the Europa League. You have to have players who, he's a fantastic player to bring on in the last, remember a lot of games now, they're like 110 minutes or 105 minutes, really long. You can bring him on for the last 30, 40 minutes, he runs his eggs, look. And I think probably, I think he's got a good shot on him. I mean, last year he scored goal of the season. If he re, if he can, re, you know, re, rediscover that, we've got a player there. Now, is he as talented and, and on the ball? It's good. No, on the ball, he's not good. We've just said that. Like Many people said that his main attribute is pressing. And I mean, I, what what seen... you want is like a, an Enzo Gallagher like child. I, 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 I'll be honest. I would have took Enzo off last night, not Gallagher, because and I would have had the Caicedo and I would have had a Caicedo Gallagher pivot because he needed the energy. Because Enzo, with a team that versus can run too slow for me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting him in freezer. I just don't think in that kind of game he was out of his depth a bit, and he's no good advanced either. He's just—he's kind of in the middle, and he got exposed a little bit last night at Anfield, like a lot of players did. But for, for me, just to say I'll get him gone, I, I just don't agree with it. I just think he's performed well, and I think he's an incredibly invaluable squad player. Just to have him around, can play lots of games, can play cup games, can do a, you know he could he can play league games, he can, and in certain games he's very effective. So for me, I, th- I think I would take the fifty million pure profit and and. Get uh, Cassidy. We're not, not going to get fifty million now uh, because or whatever forty get... million, whatever he's worth, he's worth. Look to us, he's not worth that forty million that can contribute towards. Yeah, but, okay, but, in, in all, pure... all, all, all we get, all, all we're lining up now is a striker, right? Who else we getting? 
Well, I think we want to sign a left back. I think that's pretty obvious from the recruitment okay. chat. Okay, and I think we want we want to sign a goalkeeper as well, potentially. Um, well, I don't agree with that at all. And, and well, a centre and a centre back, actually. Well, I don't agree with that either. <laughs> it's just it's just they're lining up all these buyers and bloating up the squad. Like this no, is what I mean. Sorry, I, ju- I just want to talk briefly uh, about centre back for next season because I think a lot of people have incorrectly said that no, we don't need a centre back. I I I don't rate. Um, Badishile and Dizazi really as, as starters. I wouldn't certainly wouldn't trust them. I think right now we've got Fafano who hasn't shown that he can stay fit really over a long period since he's been here. And Colwell, once Silver leaves, that's all we've got. Uh, otherwise, it's Dizazi and Badishile. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think I think centre back is actually a big priority for us. I just think I think for Gallagher is. I mean, he put him in the freeze. He was awful last night. He was awful, and he 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 is incredibly naive on the ball. And he hasn't. He's very kind of wooden on the ball. Okay, kind of. I say wooden, stiff. Like he's not very fluid on the ball at all. I get it. And he, you know, but yeah, I just think it's pretty harsh. Just so just flog him. I think in any other climate where it wasn't pure profit in PSR, it'd be a pretty easy new contract. No, yeah, absolutely. But the the PSR is massive. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the January transfer window, but no one's bought anyone because they're terrified because of the PSR. Like incidents, like PSR is massively, massively important in modern football, whether you like it or not. I mean, that is people. Yeah. It's so, so key for the clubs to be able to buy. And and Conor Gallagher, I'm sorry, but he falls into that category of a player that's not elite enough to uh, to remain at the club for basically what he's offering financially. Who's freezer next? Is your freezer Brady? Well, I've got to put him in. He's got a Lamborghini in his song, but he's looking more like a second-hand. Skoda at the moment. It's a, it's a man I call world class. He's making me look foolish. Back is Benny Badiashil. He, he had a, well, he had a bad game. I think I've done that joke before, but he was he was poor. I mean, he's he's he, he's a fault for three and a half of the goals. I mean, even the first goal. I mean, Silver didn't paint himself in glory for the first goal either. To be honest, pretty shocking for the first goal. But I mean, he's he gave away, Silver. At least he got a foot in. There. He gave he gave away a penalty. Obviously, very naive penalty to give away. Um, I caveat it with you know he's playing at left back for the other goals, so you know not his position. And we're playing players that we're playing a we're playing a player who is shot of confidence at centre back, and you stick him at left back. I thought he was really good at left back against us. Yeah, but that, do you know that's Chilwell's fault for his pathetic diving and whatever. Well, that's what trying. I think. Like the captain should be on the pitch, really. You know, well, he, like, it, I think he'd be only good, but I, I was going to caveat that with like, you know, it doesn't help that Chilwell, you know, Craig, we talked about the booking and whatever you can say, like he dived or he was, he maybe would have got a touch. It's like, for me, it's either, I think it was stupid what Chilwell did, but you were saying it maybe it's quite tactically. Uh, no, I, I just don't mind, I don't mind, you know, I think penalties are incredibly valuable. I think when the you're game. the captain and, you know, I mean, again, we just keep, we, uh, just a bit of a, a tangent. We just constantly get yellows for not fouling players. Like, I say they got 100% last night. Yeah, that is it's frustrating. Like, yeah. It's just constant. Like, to get booked so early, it just puts you on the edge. And so, anyway, because constantly... We haven't happens. talked about the referee who, by the way, I mean, I've never seen the first half where we've just, we've, we've never got a single 50-50 decision in the no. whole game. But specifically in the first half, just nothing. No, I mean, obviously with the penalties as well. But it's a bit It was like... a complete and utter disgrace. Yeah, it was bad. I got to and... say, and I think the second penalty in particular shout that we had is basically a carbon copy of the one that they did get. And I, I you know, the first one... Well, the fine. difference is the ref obviously gave that on field. Yeah, right. but you, how? But it's the people in the room, isn't it? You know, I don't. Yeah. The, the thing is, like, I think when, when you look back at this, and 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 I think some guy called Brooks is the is the VAR. Oh, never, heard, yeah, never heard of him. Anyway, he, he 
he's the one when it goes to him that should be facing some sort of disciplinary action based on not giving that reviewing a check for that as a penalty. I, I I think what what I think annoys most fans and certainly annoys me is in most walks of life, jobs, whatever we were in, there is when you when you perform terribly, there is some sort of punishment, a one match, you know, ban or you know review or just, you know dock some wages, a fine or something. You know, there's some sort of penalty for for behaving or or performing poorly and uh you know for referees they seem to just be able to sit up there and make appalling decisions like the one that that this var has given to not recommend at least that the referee goes to look at it um in that situation for nkunku and you know he's just going to move on and referee next week and i I think that is the frustrating part anthony taylor's doing the uh Arsenal, Liverpool, Liverpool, Arsenal, whatever way around it is. On I Sunday. mean, that's right. Ever since you read that, ever since you read that VAR tape from a few months back from a Liverpool game, where it was like the sounded like the intern was telling them, "Yeah, oh, it's wrong. You've made a massive <laughs> error." It's basically the guy who's on work experience going, "Hang on." It's the uh, tech guy, yeah. The, the yeah. guy that was basically hired. You I know, don't know. It's the guy who could have made we the coffee. We possibly went, stopped the game and tell them it should have been a goal. He just walked past yeah. the laptop. He walked past the computer and went, hang on, that's wrong. I really enjoyed actually that Paul Merson thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, so it was clearly, I mean, you know. No, we're not allowed to stop the game by the, the rules. It's like, yeah, it's the rule. It's not the law, though. It's not illegal to stop yeah. the game. Like, you, know, wasn't, you know, definitely wasn't a good process. So we, we could have had a couple of penalties, but like, Poch, I'll just read Poch's quote. It's like, it's not a final excuse. They deserve to win. They were better than us. And we could talk about... I don't want to talk about this as, as a part of football. They are better than us from the first action, like, well done, Liverpool. I do think with VAR, I do think your kind of variance levels out. Don't get me wrong, we had a couple of bad ones, but I think there's been some where it's been debatable and we've got them and that maybe we've been on the end of some bad ones. But I do... I mean, there'll be other games... But what games brought in to stop that? <laughs> So we weren't supposed yeah. to get on the oh, wrong yeah, end. Do you know, it it I, I never like to to blame the official. You know, we didn't lose a game because of the referee. We lost no, a game. Definitely not. We look, we were really dreadful. poor yesterday. So, uh, yeah. You know, we have to look at that. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah, but anyway, um, back, to, back value of shield. We keep swerving the freezer. We keep talking anyway. But because <laughs> we never seem to get him in, he's he's in there now. You can't afford. You can't uh, avoid the ESCR blizzard. It comes for everyone. He's. I mean. I think what a lot of people forget, and I'm not making excuses for him, he did have a four-month layoff. I think because it was over the summer, people forgot about it. He's a different player since he's been injured. Um, he didn't He didn't have really have a bad game last season. Now he can't have a good one. He's shocking. I mean, that that, that uh, Newcastle mistake in the uh, in the Carabao Cup uh, quarters just and looks shaky on the ball. Air really looks shaky. Just not the player he was. I thought he was a... But, Look, I still think there's a player there just because of what I saw last season. Um, and hopefully he can recapture his form. Maybe, you know, I spoke about it before. He was kind of played against Newcastle. He didn't, wasn't really bedded in. Maybe he's just not got any confidence or fit match fitness. So I don't know. But awful at the moment. Absolutely awful. And yeah, he shouldn't be in the starting lineup. But he probably won't be when Carl's back. But um, yeah, really, really bad night for him. Yeah, I think I've been calling out bad issue for a while now defensively not good enough I think Newcastle away um, Everton away I think there's been a bunch of games where I just don't think he's quite at it defensively and uh, yeah I think this is just another he's not good enough at the moment defensively he looks like a bit of a Rolls Royce on the ball that's the best thing I can say about him and unfortunately in the Premier League you're going to have to defend and uh, yeah he's not up to it at all at the moment That, that last goal where he lets Diaz get ahead of him uh, I, I just think I, I don't know if you can actually coach that out of him. 
I don't know if that that can be. I think that's just desire and urgency and mentality, and and I don't think he's got it actually. I think he's too. I, I don't know if laid back is the right word, but like the, the intensity to defend is not there for him. I, he's not a natural defender, I guess is what I would say about him. To me, it doesn't come across as that. Whereas like Dzarzi is rubbish, but he, at least he he's got a desire to defend, and you can see that in him. He's got that passion and design and he'll put the, his body on the line to block things and you know the, I, I it's crazy to say it because like if you'd asked me pre-injury like to compare Dezazi and Badashila they said like come on Badashila he's going to come back and like he's going to kick on and we might have one of the best young centre-backs in the world to now just being like yeah I'd probably rather have Dezazi you've got to but give him time though you've got uh, one, one thing I will say is and I say this on every pub every week you've got to give the defenders time that would give the attackers time like Manu, okay. I, I'll be honest with you. My opinion, because I said this, you know, after that that Wolves one was a real turning point for me, where he he doesn't he's not. I just don't think he doesn't not care. Like I don't think it's oh you know, it's just is not his personality to do it. Exactly. Yeah. He, he doesn't have it in him. It's maybe, maybe maybe that you know that can come in the future. But you know, yeah, you talked you about. But you talk about it before the game. You know, we talk about. You know the intensity; they're not really there for, um, you know, they're not up for it. Will he ever be up for it? Where he's literally just like being aggressive, you know, pushing people out. You know, he's a massive guy getting stuck in. Uh, I don't know. Does, is he ever really going to be like that? I don't know. He's he's how old is he? Twenty twenty two years old. I mean, talked about Mudrick last week at twenty three. Kind of saying, you know, give him time and he needs time. It's got to be the same for the defenders, I'm sorry. Like, you know, when they make mistakes, you know, concedes the goal, but all for at the moment, but... He'll, he'll definitely get time. I, I just want to just say, you know, from, from the eye test point of view, I'm not sure there's much that can be, you know, coached too much with him. I, I don't know. Maybe that's being hard. I think, I think, I think, I think the thing is with attackers, when, when you see attackers and they're, they're, they're just poor... I think their seeding is just what it is. But I think with defenders, what you can so actually... What would you say about, obviously, another player that's really struggling for us in Mudrick when you see when, what, what you're talking about him? You say you want to give him time or you think you're right? No, I think that, like, attackers... I think with defenders, you can there are things that you can coach, like defensive drills and things like that. And, like, of course, attacking often relies on raw talent and things like that. I think, like, tactical awareness, maybe he's got to, like, build his... It's quite, quite slim, obviously, about issue. Maybe he's got to bulk up a little bit... Um, I'm not going to say man up, but like kind of bit built, you know, feel into his body, feel into his confidence. That that can often happen for like young, you know, young defenders. If he was 26, 27, I'd say, look, he's not good enough. But I think his aggression stat on Football Manager would be six. Yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. problem. And, and you think, I when you compare him with Colwell, where he's just like nowhere near him, is he? Yeah, exactly. Like Colwell, like gets it, and I don't know if that's a cultural thing or whatever, but he, Colwell's very aggressive defender. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think for the Prem, you, you do need that a bit. I wonder if like a, like Enzo and like a couple of other players that we have, to be honest, that he's more of a, a, a future in La Liga um, than, than the Premier League. Mm. Right. Maybe. Go on. Other freezers. Uh, my freezer is... Um, it's, a, it's a tough one. Um, but I'm going to put my man Ice... Freezing cold. But Palmer in. Palmer in the freezer. Really I can't. Before. I don't even remember if he was playing <laughs> in this game. I he, I he, really he forgot he was on the pitch. He was um, quiet. God, I have to check his touches. I think 
It was. They it dropped was him really absolute... deep second half, and that sort of helped the really? team a bit. But he didn't really help him that much. I don't no. think. Um, I, I thought he was awful. You know, as I said, the game goes through him, um, and we're really effective when it does a lot of the time. And when it doesn't, you know, you you guys, oh, we'll put him in a tent. I just think he just goes missing. He just doesn't, he doesn't know where to stand. He's not like a, a sideshow player. He's he's the main man. So, uh, yeah, big problem for me in this team with him at the moment where he is playing in this position. Um, I really worry about him um, going forward. Um, if he's going to, you know, if the play isn't directed for him and where we put him. But yeah, I don't think he had a good game at all. And we look to him to really be a creative measure for us. So not good. Right, warming up, boys. Have you got anyone who could possibly be warming up in a game where we got absolutely trounced? Yeah, well, I'm first and I'm going with Malo Gusto. Yeah. We... Quality player. Quality, quality player. Yeah. I just want to say, he's 20 years old, this kid, by the way. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's important to just to remember what you were doing at 20 years old and you were in your second year or third year of uni and you weren't doing much but he's out there playing for Chelsea and uh, he's doing so so well for us um, when he plays I just he's really struggled with niggly injuries this season Gusto and it's been a shame because obviously Reese has been out for, for a long period and I just wish he'd been able to string some games together and stay fit because he could have been a, a serious baller for us this season and, and someone that you know would be thinking about how are we going to incorporate him and Reese James in the same team and one of the ways by the way is for him to play left back because he's played it a couple of times this season and looked pretty good we could do a funky little formation where he inverts into the center or Reese inverts into the center I actually think our best back four right now would be James Fafana, Colwell, Gusto I actually think that's really really nice um, well, you, could, you could put Reese James in midfield. Chris is always on about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's fine as well. And obviously, you know, if you sit him deep, he wouldn't have to do as much running, which might be better for him as well. But um, yeah, I just I'm I'm really happy with this player. I think there was some concerns with me about his size, as to whether he'd be good in the Premier League. But he's a feisty little guy. I love his personality on the pitch. He's very confident as well on the ball. Um, and also, he's straight over there with Silver to the fans after the game, which I personally appreciate. Um, you know, I think he cares. I think that he's, comes he, across. He, he, his performance reminded me a little bit of when Palmer came on against Forest, where he's coming into a barn fire, basically. And he looked very calm on the ball. He didn't look overawed by the occasion playing at Anfield like other players did. Um, and he just he looked like... It just looks like he's got a lot of seven out of eight. A lot similar to what I said about Baddy Shield, and hopefully this one rings true. Just seven out of eight in most departments. Very good crosser of the ball. Actually, quite strong in physical challenges in uh, yeah. duels. That's uh, really surprised me. Very, very, very tidy on the ball. Neat player. Not the fastest in the world, but yeah, just again, his his main uh, downside is his injuries. Very good player. Great pickup, and I think we put, might need to want to prioritise him at right back where. Maybe we've got to use Reese in a different way because unless his operation really goes well, can't keep. You know, we need to we need to have you know some consistency at right back rather than you know relying on Reese James's fitness. And well, hopefully maybe we can use him in a different way, like we said, a midfield or maybe inverted or whatever, just to kind of you know help his body out. But yeah, I think he's yeah. And you say about a run of games, he did have a run of games in the team, four or five games, and he he played pretty well. And like he's hopefully. Hopefully we do have a baller for the rest of the season because he could be integral for the rest of the season by, by James's out, I think. Really good player. Nice. Who have you got, Brady? I mean, it's, it's Christopher Nkunku. I mean, it's this. 
I'm not going to go on about the ownership again because uh, I'm going to get called anti-clear lake or something like that. Or, but like, you, you... we got Craig Lake and anti-clear lake. <laughs> but like, you get what you pay for a bit with him. And, and what I mean by that is value for money. Like we paid, I think 55, 60 million. He's worth that. That that's his market value. He's a quality player. He comes on and he just looks a level above the other players. Maybe other than Palmer up front. The others look. I mean, I include Sterling in that in that game. Um, he comes on, he's assured, he holds the ball up. He's got two goals in 175 minutes. That's the same as Broyer. Uh Same as Broyer, who's got, I don't know how many minutes, 20 games or whatever. And people say he's not a fit in the nine. Looked pretty good to me in the nine. Held the ball up pretty well, linked up play. Nice little one-two with Carney. One that should have won a penalty. Looks pretty strong on the ball. Looks all right to me in the nine. Maybe not perfect, but it'll do for now. And it, it'll have to play nine because uh, Broyer's leaving. So he, for me, he can only play in a nine with advanced runners from midfield or the wing, which well, we got well, well, because well, Chukwemenka Chuk- came on and actually tried to. When he passed the ball, he didn't stand well, still. He's going to have to earn his money then, isn't he? And uh, however much he earns, millions a year, and, and adjust it and work the team around with Christoph because he's a quality player and he's really other than Palmer. Uh, he's impressed me a lot. He's impressed me more in two hundred minutes than Mudrik has or, or Madueke has or. Other players have, I'll be honest. I think he looks a really good player. Got to keep him fit. He's been talking about how he wants to manage his injuries. He's been really disappointed about his injuries. It's like the, the opposite of what he wanted for his Chelsea career. It's a big move for him. He can score. He got to remember, he's top scorer. Only 16 goals. Top, top scorer in Bundesliga last year. And like, he, he, he still we've might been have there a before, We've been there before, I think. Yeah, but you look, I'm sorry. He's not a Werner and he's not a Havertz. He's not, yeah, he but, that's, have, but that's my point, I think. You know... He's not. He's, you can tell he's not that player. Yeah, but it's, and this is not. You know, people look at stats and it's great, and we all can sing and dance when people he, get good stats. You can't but, tell me you can't look at him last night and go right. He, that's he, what I mean. He's he's when you watch him play on the eye, he's doing loads of great stuff, and that's the most important thing because with Werner, whoever scouted him, he can't right, control okay. the ball. Right, um, I, thought, I, thought a, were, I thought you were comparing him with him. No, and I think that there's a there's a within Kunku. If you're gonna, you have to, like you say, build the team around him. We have to get runners around him. We have to get movement. Yeah. He's the, and this is what I mean about Palmer. You know, he's going to be the focal point now on Kunku if he plays, and Palmer's going to have to make, you know, run beyond him if he's going to, if he's going to play with him. So it's going to be difficult. We need to find the right balance. And Chukwemenka is a nice player to have with him. Just very small snippets of preseason when he came on there with. Yeah. With one-two movement around the box, even Mudrick was moving past the the last man. So there is something there for us. Um, and I, I look it, forward it, to it more of it. Where pre-season we just had like Carney, Jackson, and Nkunku. You haven't seen all season, you know. We know. Martin, for some reason, was absolutely oh, right, 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 What I mean is, we've been stuck with Mudrick, Madueke, and his other players, and and well, Mudrick looked all right in pre-season. Well, he scored anyway, an unbelievable but... goal. I think we can probably. I think Carney as well. I think you could say you, got, you could put him in warming up as well. I mean, what 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 do you think, Craig? What do you think of Nkunku? Yeah, I mean, I think we've missed these these players this season. That's, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Obviously, Nkunku's played 176 minutes in the Premier League, and we're in February. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's not. He's not. Yeah, but he's not even played two games worth of, no. so, of, of minutes. I mean, if these players can stay fit, it can give us a real boost. And look, we're very unhappy about the result last night, but we can get top six. Top six is a cheat. I think top five's gone, but. Top six is very achievable because yeah. we can catch West Ham. So, and you know, Rope, that's probably the target, if you know, that's, that's probably Potch's target if you ask him. So, 
Well, I think seven. Yeah, some sort of European football. So seven. I think, I think if he was honest, I think Poch would say, right, Champions League's gone. So, or you know, unless the other teams really regress, like your Spurs and your Villas and whatnot. But yeah. um, you know, I mean, Villa look like they might be regressing. But yeah, it's yeah, obviously a big ask. I think, I think twelve points is too much. Yeah, I, really, yeah. I think I just don't think we can sort of turn thirteen points around with goal difference. But um, yeah, I just say I just think if these players can stay fit and give us a boost, it could really help us in the second half of the season because we missed them and. Yeah, and you know it's just, it's good to see that, and obviously Carney gives another option for Gallagher, um, and even Enzo. So yeah, Carney back it, it shakes things up a lot actually in midfield. Yeah, he'll be my warming up. Chukmanka for yeah. finally, finally, all season, someone in midfield who can carry the ball forward. Yeah. Oh, what a dream! You can see it with yeah. how good uh, Shabosla is for Liverpool and what difference he's made for them and. Um, yeah, it, it's just a, it's a revelation for us, and this is what I really don't like about <laughs> Enzo is how slow he is. Yeah. Um, so you know, th- there's a balance I mean, that can be had. Maybe players, obviously, Maker and Enzo. I don't think they should be compared. It's like one's like a, a Mazala sort of type w- wing forward, and the other one's a, a clear DM. I think. Um, no, I just think the you know this is what we've been looking. You know, it's like comparing Zabi you... to Ronaldinho or something, and being like, oh, you know, I'm glad he's. Playing I think when you good. when you square, you know, when you part money with when you part hundred million, you expect, I think, a better player than what you get with Enzo and Chukwemenka. You know, I think is someone who's going to really go on and shine. I mentioned that beginning of the season. Not saying his name right, by the way. It's Chukwemeka. Chukwemeka. You know, Chukwemeka reminds me of a little bit. He reminds me of early Loftus Cheek a little bit. Um, yeah, that's what I said. He's yeah, lost yeah, his cheek he, 2.0 because he, he could shoot. Pre-injury, rough his cheek. He can shoot a bit. He can run with yeah. the ball. He can play different positions. Um, I think maybe, I mean, pre-injury, rough his cheek was like that. The season on the Sari was unbelievable. But Carney's got something. He's got some real talent. And again, it's like, like I say, just keep fit. <laughs> just, please, just please just keep fit till May so we can just get a run of games out of you. And it shakes the midfield up because we can do different things now. You can... You, you know, you can you can even play maybe not play double pivot, maybe you can just play single pivot, or maybe you can play single six. And in, in, in this game, you can bring him on and you can, you know, play advance and things like that. We don't have to just play Casado, Enzo, Gallagher every game because it's just you know we need we need some we need some injection in the area, I think, and some competition definitely. All right, bro, you're then done. Boiling hot. <laughs> who's coming? Who's boiling hot? Is it Petrovic because he can't kick the ball to any of our players? Have we worked that no, one out yet? Yeah, boiling us, mate. Boiling hot. Let's be honest. Boiling hot. Probably Liverpool. I mean, quality performance. So, and luckily we didn't do. Uh, we we're actually planning to do behind enemy lines review with uh, Jack and Jamie Elwood for this, and uh, luckily we didn't. So we'll do a review for the final, but um, we'll let this game breathe for a couple. Are we going to do a preview or a review for the final? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But maybe a preview. Do a preview, we'll yeah, we'll do a preview. Well, we're, we definitely want to do a preview because we don't want to do a, a review. Yeah, review. I don't, I don't want to talk it. about them smashing us. <laughs> Let's do the preview with the hope. Yeah, the we we'll do a pre- we we'll do a copy yeah, preview, we'll do the preview and, then, and then we'll come we'll back to the echo chamber where everyone tells us it's going to be great. <laughs> this is de- this is definitely not an echo chamber. If I'm if I'm trying to find an echo, I would then wouldn't be coming in here. That's for sure. <laughs> Classic. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, we should probably talk about uh, it's. Um, 10 38 as we record. Uh, we've had a few, yeah, breaking news. Yeah, Santos has gone on loan. Um, he's one of the players who's left us. He's gone to Strasbourg. It must have been, I think that was sort of anticipated that he was going to go. That's why they they brought back Moreira, right? It must have been a tough negotiation with Strasbourg, but we got it. Moreira, 
Oh, because we can't have so many loans. Yeah, yeah. Well, they 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 had they, they um they had the cap, so that's why they brought him back. Yeah, so yeah. that we could release. But the, probably the big the bigger news um is not Cassidy staying. Um, is Bro has gone on loan. Um, he yeah. was first touted to be going permanently for fifty million, and then they sort of wrangled all the way down to a, a loan with no option at all to buy. So he will be returning Must in the summer. The Sun's breaking article for the fifty million sale. But um, yeah, he's gone um, to Fulham on loan. This is good, I think, for him. I, I like yeah. Brozier. I know you guys are all, don't like him, but no, I think I he, like it's him. good I to just, see him get some game time. I, and I hope I he comes back. I don't back mind Brozier. I, I, I don't. I just I don't like him. I just. Yeah. I think. I think. I think this move is two for two things. It'll drive his market value up, so we can sell him, which they obviously want to do. By the way, yeah, because um, they're kind of pushed him to the door. Really, I mean. They're saying we want to go, and the, you, we want you to go. So it's difficult for him. He might, if he really impresses, maybe becomes an option next year. But I think more likely, a lot like Martin, to be honest, they're they're loaning them to drive the value up to create a market for them for summer. And I, I think Bro has probably played his last game for the club. I think I'm afraid. Uh, that, I, just, yeah. I just think that's what's going to happen. I think they hope that he scores six, seven, eight goals for Fulham, and we'll get a bit like oh. Well, we need him back, but then it'll just drive his market up and they'll get the 35 million they want and that's how they're going to do business and probably similar with Gallagher and definitely that's definitely what I did with Martin. So, yeah, and that'll, that'll pay for Osserman. I guess that's the theory. I mean, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, t- I tell you what, the, it's going to be hard for us to to recruit players, you know, of that stage. Well, I mean, it's always been hard for us to recruit players of that of that stature. I mean, if you look at Haaland, Bellingham, Mbappe, mm. none of those players are interested of, in coming to us, and obviously for various reasons. And um, Osman, I think, would be one of the highest profile players that would actually be interested in coming to Chelsea. I think, so I think, I think he would be the last one, the last high profile one we yeah. can get when we're in this state. If that makes sense. Exactly. Like, yeah, um, I think this is this is probably the big investment we have to make in the summer yeah, to you, to try and drive us forward because you can't keep coming ninth and hoping to get big players to come. To exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, assuming, yeah. and, and I think well. if that costs us Gallagher and Broya, then so be it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to cost. Well, not cost us, but Martin. I mean, we haven't talked about Chalaber on this pod. I mean, he's back. I mean, Chalaber is probably going to be part of that as well. Um, yeah. So likely about hundred million. Exactly, hundred million of pure profit. Got Lukaku. Uh, Ziyech yeah, looks Lukaku, like he's worth Ziyech. nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, million we, on we a five-year still... deal, and uh, split that up over over five years. The fee you're looking at probably twenty-five million a season or whatever. Then uh, yeah, I mean you're, you're you're looking at if you sell those three players and bring in Osterman, then you're making seventy five million for the season, which yeah. is ridiculous for next season. Yeah. But I, I think for Broya, I think it's more about Mark driving his mark. He would really have to. I mean, in a way, he probably would have to do badly for him to stay because there'd still be no market for him, and he'd just have to hang about basically. So I think if he does well, he'll be gone. And I, and I hope he does well. I hope I think they're nice kids. You know, always back to Cobham kids and. Um, Hope, hope, hope he, uh, hope he does well when he progresses. But I think he's probably the last time he kicked the ball for Chelsea, as most people tend to do when they yeah. move away from Chelsea. Yeah. They actually end up doing quite well. Cool. Um, right, I think that's 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 a wrap for today. It was uh, yeah. a difficult one today. After that's a wrap, you've been working on the Argyle film set <laughs> <laughs> in cinemas now. <laughs> We'll do the work for you, Bodie. Don't worry. We'll promote it. Don't worry. Uh, right. Well, no, thanks. Thanks for your time. It's always difficult coming on after losing so heavily. 
Um, but um, yeah, that's all we've got time for today. Um, we will be back with a preview pod for the Wolverhampton Wanderers game before Sunday's clash um, with Craig. Um, but for more updates on all things ESL, you can follow us on X at Eat Chelsea and Instagram at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat. As always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening. <laughs>